This is Children of Chaos, and I'm Rusty G. And I'm Tim W. Today, we are going to continue our discussion on Al-Anon and the recovery process. Wayne, why don't, if you would, some of your experience with working the steps and how that has changed you in Al-Anon or in, in your whole life because the steps have that capability. Well, all the recovery, mm-hmm. uh, with the exception of the first four years or so, I don't think I really worked the steps, uh, you know, in, in that particular program. I went through that with my sister because mm-hmm. we've always, weight's been a thing and she wanted to go and I want, so I went with her and I never really worked the steps. Uh, and I kept drinking, so it was great because uh, <laughs> I did lose weight. But I met the gentleman in that program that became my sponsor in AA. And that did change my life because I, I wanted what he had, mm-hmm. didn't understand any of this stuff, didn't really think, you know, it was just, for me, I've just, it's been a progressive thing to kind of, well, okay, okay, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and AA, I've, I've done the steps a number of times. And Al-Anon, I've worked him, and I think I've worked him pretty thoroughly because it, we haven't gone back and redone the steps mm-hmm. in Al-Anon. What has happened is we, I talked to my sponsor, and I, and that's not my, still not my first thought is, I think I better call my sponsor and ask. It's usually when I'm in a little more pain, and then I remember, oh, that's right, uh, that does work. And I never thought any of those steps would work. This didn't make sense it's going to work, but that worked in their lives, and it was real, see, I needed it really simple, like a little thing written down. How do, what do you say to this child when that comes up? And honestly, that's what I went back to kindergarten with that. And, hmm. and I would say, this is not going to work. I don't want, and it was because of, I think it was just the fear of doing it because it didn't work. And I had the people pleaser thing going. And when I do it, I just go, I can't believe it. Just what they said would happen, happened. There was no more discussion. It was ended because I didn't leave that open-ended like like when your child's in trouble and you say, well, tell me about it. <laughs> you know, worst possible mm-hmm. thing. So anyway, the steps have helped me all the way through and continue to help me. I think my review is really in the 10th step on a daily basis and going back in Al-Anon to whatever that is, whatever the issue is, because you know, it's not like one and done, mm-hmm. it, and and addressing that on an individual basis. I have done that. Uh, uh, certain areas of my life that have continued to nag it to trouble me, and so that that's been very very helpful. So to to me, it's like, and I say this, and it does sound kind of glib, but working the steps is one thing, but kind of just like incorporating them in your life yeah. where you just sort of live the steps, and that's not a glib thing for me. That's mm-hmm. a intuitively we will know in the promises the AA promises and I I see that coming true it's and then I then I have the choice do I do it or do I not but with recognition of who's responsible you know for that choice and more often than not now well most of the time I'll just let's just do it I'm going to do it anyway you know why have to do that and screw that one up and not, and have to make an amends on that or to myself or to, you know and uh, so the steps have been very very important to me. Mm-hmm. I think that ten eleven and twelve for me is kind of where I'm at, where I live in that. I have a better relationship because of the steps with my kids today. I have a great relationship, and it's not a strange. I just don't have 
much of a relationship with the daughter, the very first one I adopted mm-hmm. from the first marriage. But the other five are all here. Mm-hmm. And I have an opportunity, like Anna was saying, let them do their lives. They don't call me very much. They're mm-hmm. doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. And I've quit. Be, you know, I'm sleeping better. I don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. When I know they have some problems, there's still a part of me goes, and I've learned not to do that. If they want my help, they will call and ask. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've got enough daughters. I've got four daughters and then two boys, and one boy's nonverbal. Anyway, yes, the steps are really very important to me. What I found is that the steps just become a part of my everyday life. And whatever one I need is the one that I'm kind of going to that day. Jenny, how do you see it? Well, first of all, it took me a decade before I even worked all of the stuff, what I would call properly. And I'm working with a sponsor, and she's just wonderful. I just love my sponsor. She's so supportive and has made a huge difference in my recovery. I think right off the bat, the most important thing is for me, my higher power, whom I choose to call God, I go to him when I wake up in, with a panic attack in the middle of the night. I go to him and I hear my sponsor say, Jenny, your higher power is there for you, loves you unconditionally, forgives you of your sins, and I can calm down. So that's been the biggest impact of the steps for me. I have to keep things really simple so I can't, God can, and I believe I'll let him are the first three steps for me. And I go, I go to that frequently as well. I've been on the fourth step for two years, but they've been a good two years. Uh, they're kind of on hold right now during the, uh, the cancer diagnosis, simply because my thoughts are with my husband and how to get through this. So, gosh, what a change when I finally, finally, finally got uh, one sponsor. You know, I had my tribe of girls, and we were we co-sponsored. I have uh, a double winner as a sponsor, and she she's just amazing and gets to the core of things and really knows her stuff, too. So every day I count my blessings for that. I actually reached out to her, which was amazing, and I think it's one of the smartest things I've ever done. Anna, how about you? Well, my mind always uh, tries to make things really logical and really, okay, tell me what to do. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. No matter what the effort, no matter how <laughs> difficult it's going to be, just tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I want to get better. I want to be happier. I want to get along with people. I don't want to be worried all the time. I want to just relax. Okay, just get over it. Just do it. Well, yeah, but tell me how. Mm-hmm. For me, the steps are the how. And they are not just like, okay, do it all at once. It starts easy. Okay, just admit that you don't have control. That's number one. Just admit it. Okay, I can do that. Number two, okay, see where you are being insane. And, and have some hope that something is going to help you. Okay, step number two. Three, okay, develop some kind of faith of some, on something that is going to do it with you, and, and you're, you're not alone in this. That's a good, good, yeah, that's my path. And so on with all the steps. It kind of, 
make takes it apart. It's not just a big bunch of get over it, get better, get mm -hmm. to know yourself, ask for forgiveness, just communicate better. It doesn't tell me like the big bunch of things. It mm -hmm. just takes it little by little steps, baby steps. <laughs> and uh, by the time I got to step, uh, step 12, it's like, ah, and then I get to keep practicing all of this all mm -hmm. of my life. Mm -hmm. That's a beauty. Sometimes it's easier done, said than done, but they are there for me, and they work. Yeah, I think, I think the steps have helped me slow life down on a daily basis. I was just listening to Anna talk about that, her, how she does the steps, and I thought, you know, that it helps me go through each day more on a step-by-step -step basis, whether it's, you know, following the 12 steps, you know, logically. It's just that whole idea also that I can piecemeal my day and what needs to be done, and it's not overwhelming. I often do come back to that first step where things are unmanageable, but actually I can see that I can handle these things, whatever's given to me, and with the help of my higher power, for sure. But that's one way, one way it's affected me. Mm -hmm. How about you, Rusty? Well, you know, when I first came in, it was one of those things, I'm going to work the steps, I'm going to get through them. That was yeah. because that was part of my personality, that type A, and whatever I take on, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to get it done. So my first time through, really, it was just cleaning out some garbage, and I didn't know that at the time, but what it did, it cleaned out the garbage so that I could get deeper into the stuff that was at the core of who I was. And I've been working on that ever since. And I will say this, even when I did the, the steps in Al-Anon years later, it was a totally different experience than it was for when I did the AA. Because I'd had those years, those first 10 years, to work through some of the more, the surface stuff. You might say, oh God, 10 years, you just done working with the surface stuff? <laughs> well, it seems like the surface stuff today because I'm at 40 years, I mean, my God. And today my life is, as Wayne talked about, is usually 10, 11, and 12. And I know when I'm in deep trouble, when I've got, when I know that I am powerless and I'm back on step one, I don't know what the hell to do and I am miserable, and I've been there. But the wonderful thing about it is, whatever I need is there. That and my sponsor, and you've gotta use both of them. Because if I'm trying to work the steps when it's something that has really got me stuck, I've gotta have that sponsor that's going to straighten me out because my ego can really screw up even the steps for me. So I have to have all that. Well, is the, is the surface stuff you're talking about, is that the garbage you were referring to? Yeah, there's that, that, that stuff that I thought when you get into the sexual abuse and stuff like that, that's more trauma, trauma stuff it was for me. Uh, so that I've worked on continually, and it's like today it's not even a part of me. So I know that I've done the work on all that. Yeah, I, I, that kind of uh, resonated with me when you said the surface stuff for all that because um, I have noticed that the people in, that I've met through the Al-Anon program, mm -hmm. NAA, that I feel like they're more real. 
than people I meet in other areas of life. They're more who they really are, that they don't have their mask on. Mm -hmm. Um, And they may be, you know, all kinds of professionals or might be a carpenter. I mean, it doesn't matter. But they're really open about who they are and what they're working on and they're part of life. And that's something I was really thirsty for. That that is wonderful. That's what I find for myself, and because I, you're in the steps so much, I mean, even on a, on a subconscious level, you're not even thinking, oh, I'm going to do this step today, or I'm going to do that. You just automatically are in there, and there, there's your solutions. What I've found for me as time has went by, I don't want to just talk service talk. I don't, if I'm going to spend time with somebody, I want to talk at another level, and I... Sometimes people don't want to do that, mm-hmm. and that's okay, too. Mm-hmm. I just know that it's almost like I'm wasting my time if I'm just talking about just BS stuff. And have you had that experience? Because I've watched you. We've known each other a long yes. time, and I've watched you, and you're in, you and I are in the same meeting just about every day, mm-hmm. and your personal journey has, I've seen you just grow so much. Do you see that in the people that you are interacting with? Very much so, but Al-Anon and the program have, have helped me to not expect everybody to be exactly the way I need them to be, mm. to meet people where they are, not try to make them meet me where I am. I am at the deeper level. Mm. I care for conversations that are more meaningful, a different language, mm-hmm. you might say. But in life, I have to deal with all kinds of people, and some people are more comfortable in the surface. And I have learned to say, okay, that's where they are, I meet them there. And I don't have to spend hours and hours with them, but I can have relationships with them instead of expecting everybody to be to my suiting. So, mm-hmm. But I do come across a lot of different people that are, quote-unquote, a different language. That's a good point. Uh, Julianne, what, how do you see that? Well, what exactly is the question? Anna had, said something that was very poignant, I thought, is that, and I agree with her, I, I'm able to talk with people on that, uh, that surface level, but if I want to spend time with someone for a long period of time, in the work that I do, I talk on a surface level, I meet those people where they're at mm-hmm. when they come into that office. But if... If I'm around someone that, that has been in the program a while and all that, I know where the people that I want to hang with, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, yeah. I want to I hang with the people that don't have a mask on. I do know people that I feel like do have a mask on, and that's where they want to stay. That's mm-hmm. their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. They are not able or wanting to look further uh, into themselves or other people. And it's too bad because oftentimes that leaves them hurting in a big way, and in addictions in other ways. And, and a lot of women, too, I see that way. But over time in life, I've gotten tired of wearing a mask myself, and I don't want to be with people who, who have that kind of superficial way of being in yeah. their life. Um, it's, hard, it's hard to be vulnerable. You know, this is not a vulnerable society in a lot of ways. The last thing that I wanted to talk about was... How has being in the program changed your spiritual life? How have you grown in your spiritual life? And I know mine has changed drastically. And it continues every year. Things that I used to not believe in, I believe in today. 
Like what? <laughs> well, when I got here, to begin with, the higher power that I had at that time, that I had grown up with, kind of like what Wayne talked about a little bit earlier, was that I had this condemning God that was mm -hmm. going to punish me and all that. I don't have that today. And I haven't had that for a long time because I've been a seeker the whole time that I've been sober and in Al-Anon. So in my life, I think that if I hadn't have done that work that I've done, that I wouldn't have the marriage with you that we had. I don't even know if we'd be married because I've always said that if, if you had met me 10 years before, you would have walked right past me because I wasn't something that you'd have wanted to be with because of who you are. My spiritual life is, I'm doing a lot of reading and Richard Rohr stuff right now, I'm into that. That's changing me, I can feel it, it's changing me. I, it draws me in and when something draws me in like that, I know that I'm on the right track. It may not be okay for the next person, but it does make me go deeper, if that makes sense. And I love that. I even hate it when the, when the book's about over. So I run out and buy another one right away. But I do all those things uh, because I am seeking the God of my understanding. That's the probably the biggest thing in my life today is that. Wayne? Yeah, Wayne, you're into Richard Rohr too, aren't you? Yeah, Rohr's changed my life. Yeah. And uh, my relationship with higher power, is, it does change. And for me, it's not like, okay, it's going to change in a six month. It has to do with what I'm experiencing and what my attitude is towards it, so what I'm able to receive. And a lot of that is uh, is to be able to learn how to be kind and listen and not make it all about me and all those things, that we, those bumper stickers that we have. But it really is amazing. And I think age has helped me in that way. And I've relaxed more. I don't have anything to prove. I've found in time that I'm almost all my people that I hang around are in recovery. I'm just, uh, my fear of God has gone away because I had this idea of God and spirituality. I could not separate it. Mm -hmm. You said it wasn't the same. I knew it wasn't the same. and uh, I could understand that, but I couldn't get it down deep, deep, deep. So I don't have a, I don't have a fear of that like I did. And, and I've come to love that. I've always been a curious person. Mm -hmm. I always wanted to know more. Mm -hmm. And, um, Today, uh, I still want to know more, and I do. I still, in fact, that's one of the adaptations that, that I'm kind of more confined in a caregiver role now, uh, is I read a lot. And I reach out service-wise. I, I have a little deal. I've done this for years. Uh, whether they're sober or I don't know where they are, I just start going down this huge list of people that I care about that I have no idea where they are. And I'll just text. <laughs> And say thinking of you today a lot of them i don't hear back from but mm -hmm. some i do you just it's just what i needed mm -hmm. to hear thank you for reaching out and mm -hmm. i am struggling with something and we talk and maybe meet for coffee or that's what i'm able to do and i absolutely enjoy it so you kind of find i've heard that thing about a calling but i think that this has become a calling for some of you i've watched you guys change as you've gotten into this and and it's not like oh wow this is a, a new job it's a it's something deeper than that much much deeper mm -hmm. and fulfilling and uh I've, i'm finding that in my own life and i'm very much at peace with it i still get up super early when you got six kids you got to find some time to be quiet mm -hmm. early mornings my quiet
I think on this spiritual thing, to kind of go a little bit deeper into that is, I don't have to explain it. I don't really even have to understand. In fact, I get in trouble trying to explain what it is. You know, well, you know, yeah. my conception of this or, right. you know, that's that really bogs me down. So what I just know is when I can be quiet, because I have not been a quiet person most of my life, is then I can hear you and I can hear what you're saying and I can truly hear you. And there's a love that opens up when I start to see and communicate with people on that basis. We have a group that gets together and we read. Mm -hmm. We're on a roar deal right now, as a mm -hmm. matter of fact. And to watch, even in, well, especially not even, especially in recovery, these gentlemen all have a different viewpoint. They have a different viewpoint on religion, on politics, and all that. And somehow this transcends all of that because we know that it's a safe room mm -hmm. to be with people. And I still cringe sometimes, but I know that's about me when I hear something because maybe I need to learn something. Maybe yeah. I need to be able to see from that point of view. To me, the connection, regardless if we want to talk about recovery or not, a connection happens when two people are actively listening and actively sharing, and that's a practice. I mean, that's the, the best part of this for me is those moments when I get out of myself enough. Sometimes I shut my eyes because I can listen better. So I'm changing. So well, I really enjoyed what you said on that journey that you're on, Wayne. I really love that. Anna? Well, my spiritual life has changed very, very much. In my upbringing, I, uh, I believe in a very transactional relationship with my higher power, with God. Mm -hmm. If I do this, you'll do this for me. <laughs> if I do this other thing, oh, I'll pay for it and you'll get even with me. And Okay, I'll do this and you do that. Kind of a, sometimes Santa Claus effect. Oh, please, please, please give me this, give me that. I need this. And, and if it didn't happen, okay, where's where is God when I need him? Mm -hmm. Very immature way to think. But that's where I was. Working the program, learning about life, maturing, learning lessons, and being willing to to be open, to, to change my mind, to consider other possibilities, other ways that things may be, whether I believe them or not, just be open, has really made a big difference because now my relationship with my higher power is very, very open. I don't follow so many rules and I don't expect if I'm good, life is going to be easy, or if life is hard, what did I do? Why is it being hard? I'm being so good. It's like, that's life. Life is complicated. Problems are going to come, but I don't have to do them alone. I don't know where I read. It said, we are wired for connection, but trauma wires us or rewires us mm -hmm. towards protection. Mm -hmm. And I was always trying to protect myself and oh, I'll pray and I'll be a good girl and I'll do this and to protect me from troubles, from anything that can happen to me. Now my higher power protects me. That's my spirituality. I feel protected. I don't mm -hmm. have to do it myself. And I can connect with people. To me, the program is a huge, huge source of connection. 
when I go to the meetings, when I talk to people, when I am surrounded by seekers, I get to connect. That is very, very, that's a priority in my life, mm -hmm. that connection. And the protection I get from my higher power. Jenny, how about you? I would like to say that I'm very grateful to Al-Anon for introducing me to a spiritual connection. Never had one before Al-Anon. I was completely ignorant of anything about any higher power. So that's my main thing is I am extremely grateful that someone introduced me to the program <laughs> and that I listened and that I've continued. Sometimes I don't do it great, but I keep going. And I think that is because of the contentment and serenity I find in the program and the people in the program. As you said, there are no masks. And what a lovely way to, to live life with people like that. Thank you. Julianne? I came from a home that was, my mom was a Christian scientist, and uh, my dad was an Episcopalian. So I kind of got a little of both of those. Uh, and then I went to a Catholic high school. So I had a lot of rules that were wrapped into how to be spiritual, uh, thinking of it in terms of religion. And then when I graduated from high school, I decided that I didn't believe in God at all because he, he or she certainly hadn't solved anything in our home. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and I ended up with two sisters who were schizophrenic and nobody helped, you know, in terms of my parents didn't know what to do. So I, uh, I definitely thought people who thought and believed in God were pretty stupid. You know, that's really how I looked at it. It was a waste of time. And then I lived life. <laughs> I grew up and lived life. And I found that I, I did have some faith and I did have a higher power. And, and I remember uh, way back when I was younger, the priest at our Episcopal church was really into Alan Watts, who was promoting Zen and uh, was quite a scholar on it. So, so that was still, that was kind of my cultural background. So I did get really interested in Buddhism. And when I lived in California, I went to uh, some of the, the Buddhist sites. But again, I didn't, I, you know, I had no interest in getting into the, um, the rules of it and, you know, the rigidity part of the religion. So I've kind of settled on a spirituality that, that touches on all, all the religions of the world. They all have, we're all on the same path. And that's how I see Al-Anon too. You know, we're all on the same path. It does, really doesn't matter what your religion is, as long as it's not too rigid, <laughs> because we have to have, you know, we have to have room as spiritual beings mm -hmm. to be creative and to mm -hmm. accept ourselves and love ourselves. And that allows us to love other people. So I need a higher power to be able to do that. And I certainly do rely on one. And being around the people in Al-Anon has helped me to, to get to that place. And so, so I'm really glad I got involved in it yeah. <laughs> from the beginning, Rusty. Yeah. For me, to, to sum it up, is that the guys that, when they wrote, were writing the 12th step, and we know the story that there was one guy that was atheistic, and uh, when they were at step three, and uh, because it was predominantly kind of a Christian organization, not that they had set on that, but it's just the way that it was in those, those days. And, and he raised hell and said, no, no. 
And that's when they added a God of my own understanding. And that changed everything. I don't think we'd be here today if they had to change that. But they allowed each one of us to have a God of our own understanding. And that's what I've heard today because each one of us, and I've never sit in a meeting where somebody says exactly, feels this exactly the same way that I do about the God of their understanding. And that's the way it should be. It gave me the freedom to bust out of that hellfire and damnation. That's just my story. Other people, that's not their story, and that's okay. I mean, we just have our own experiences that affect our lives. And so when they said to me, Rusty, you can have a God of your understanding, whatever that may be. And then by moving ahead and working the steps and starting to read and talk and go to different meetings and going to, gosh, Julianne and I guys have, have been all over uh, New Mexico and places going to seminars, or spiritual seminars, and it just gives you a bigger picture of what it's really all about. So that to me was was some kind of a spiritual intervention when they when they added that into the third step for all of us, Al-Anon and AA. Mm-hmm. Or, and now there, I don't know how many 12-step programs there are, but there's hundreds of them. So thank you guys for being here today and taking the time to, to spend with us. And I really have enjoyed this. Thank you. This has been a production of childrenofchaos.net, and we invite you to share your thoughts with us via email to comments at childrenofchaos.net. Children of Chaos is a forum to discuss topics related to and in concert with addiction and recovery in America, is not affiliated with, endorsed, or financed by any recovery or treatment program, organization, or institution. Any views, thoughts, or opinions expressed by an individual in this venue are solely that of the individual and do not reflect the views, policies, or position of any specific recovery-based entity or organization.